0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man, just like you. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Welcome back, everybody. One thing I've realized over the last few weeks is that I don't ask you guys at the beginning of the episodes to subscribe. So yes, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We're basically available everywhere, but if you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform, head on over to anchor.fm slash come on, man, and click on the RSS feed link to add it to your favorite podcast platform, your favorite podcast platform. Also, please give us a five-star review when you have a moment. It helps us out more than you realize. Okay, with all that being said, fellow 3% brother Sean Griffin joined me today to discuss lots of cool topics from getting over an ex to him banging a perfect 10 the other day before recording this on his first date with her. <laughs> My man. He. Uh, we also uh, talked about dealing with teenage daughters and even truck driving. All in all, I think you'll find it, Pretty insightful and entertaining, and you'll hear it right after this word from this week's sponsor. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. I've got Sean Griffin from The Page with me. Sup, up, Sean? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> we we tried this again earlier in the week, but you were uh, out truck driving and trying to we were trying to do Zoom over, I don't know, some kind of fucking satellite link or some shit. <laughs> it just kept breaking up. It just wasn't working out, so... Yeah,
1: I was, uh, I was in the middle of Georgia in the mountains. No,
0: no, I was in Tennessee. That's right. I was in the middle of the mountains. Got it. So now you're back home and you, uh, you're in, uh, Missouri. Is that right? Yeah. St. Louis. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, uh, we got to talking, uh, back and forth quite a bit because you were telling me about, uh, about your ex your ex-girlfriend who you uh you were dating for six months right yeah and um and i thought you know, just the interaction we had going back and forth would be, actually be a good topic to discuss because i, I think there's a lot of guys in the three percent man facebook group that uh you know I mean, we've all gone through breakups at some point, but I think some of the guys uh, are just freshly going through breakups. You know, they're still going through that healing process. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it would be good to talk about it. Cause sometimes, you know, a lot of the guys on the page just sort of, uh, you know, some of the guys like to sit there and, you know, brag about you know their successes, which I think what they should do. Uh, but there's oh, not yeah. a lot, there's not a lot of st- stuff on the page about, you know, guys going through breakups. And I was like, you know what? That would be a good thing to talk about as well. Yeah, man, breakups suck. But uh,
1: <laughs> if you allow your, give yourself time to heal and to keep yourself busy, it does get better. Like, I was with her six months. I mean, I, I actually truly had feelings for the girl. And uh, I came home on 4th of July. I guess to be with her for the holidays and uh I was coming from Kansas on the third and I noticed that she she was distant, distant that whole week, so I really didn't bug her too too much.
0: And, this uh, was this was in July. Presence,
1: and I was on my on my way home and uh she replied yay, just a one word, and I asked her, I was like, Are you okay? She's like, Not necessarily, blah blah blah. And then that's when she had told me, which I didn't blow up at her. I waited till I got home, and mm-hmm. we sat down. We talked, and she's like, "I'm not ready for a relationship." Um, what else she say? "I'm not fully healed from my last ex," which is obviously the kid's child, one of her kid's child, one of her kids' dad mm-hmm. is the ex that we're talking about. Um, right. But they've been split up for like a year and a half. But had I would have not read Corey's books and listened to his videos, I definitely would have been a beta bitch. <laughs> but I told I told her flat out, I was like, well, if you ever decide you want to do it again in the future or decide that you don't want this breakup, you know how to get a hold of me. And I left and I I didn't look back. I mm-hmm. deleted her off my Facebook because I wouldn't go sit there and look <clears throat> at the shit she posts. And uh I haven't I I have I haven't even talked to her since the night I left on the fourth. That
0: that was that was July fourth, right? Yeah, July fourth. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I mean, it, it does it does get easier for the guys that are going through a breakup. Don't kiss her ass because if they broke up with you, they have zero respect for you.
0: Yeah, I was I would agree with that. I, and I posted a video earlier today. I it's so funny when I I talk about what I post on the page like today when it comes to the the podcast because by the time this publishes, it's going to be in October or something. <laughs> So don't, don't, don't look, don't look for what I'm talking about on the page today. You got to look through my past shit. Um, yeah. It's like a time warp, this whole podcast, but I posted, uh, cause I'm listening to uh, the rational mail right now, uh, which everyone, you know, raves about on the page uh, by Rolo Tomasi. And I got to the section on when chicks do the uh, let's just be friend, let's just be friends rejection, you know? And he basically, oh, yeah. he basically says, have you, have you read that? The, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've read it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're uh, you were one of the guys on the page that was pretty hardcore red pill at first. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was, dude, I was, I was, I'm glad somebody put me back down to earth, dude. Cause I definitely was hardcore red pill for sure.
0: Um it's easy to be that way yeah, man. when we... you when you've been hurt, for sure. You start looking at women like, oh, they're all fucking sluts. They're all hoes. They're all gold diggers, or whatever. I I absolutely did that when I got divorced from my um, you know my ex wife. I was just like, fuck, all women are just gold diggers.
1: <laughs> well, you know, when we had that talk about me being super red pill, I I finally came back down to earth and mm-hmm. just realized that it's not them being sluts it's just women's nature man
0: yeah and that's kind of what i'm actually gathering from uh the rational mail book you know he he's the thing that i'm gathering is you know he's not really bashing women per se he's just saying things like they are and uh you know and the thing that he was talking about with the uh, let's just be friends rejection is you know he says it doesn't benefit a man to do that, and women do that to try to let a guy down easy, but also keep him around at the same time for their own validation. Yeah, but,
1: make them orbiters.
0: Yeah, put make a guy an orbiter. You know, he he just sits around validating her more. She gets all this like ego boost from it, but he gets nothing from it. You know, he he you know he all he gets is this hope that maybe one day she'll change her mind, but in reality, you know, he, he gets nothing from it. He's not getting any sex from it. So it, there's really no point in it, you know? So I think, you know, I think what you were saying, you know, when you said, okay, well, you know, if you change your mind, let me know. And then you fucking pieced out. I think that's, that's the the absolute best way to handle a situation like that. Oh yeah. Because, and
1: when I deleted her off of my Facebook, that's me letting her know that I'm not, I'm not going to be put in friend zone. It's not happening. Right. So, we're either together and we're having plenty of great sex and doing things couples do, or we ain't fucking having nothing at all. And as you see, I haven't heard from her since. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, you know, when they talk about, uh, going no contact with an ex, I mean, and then a lot of the times, a lot of these dating books say, you know, when you go no contact, you know, it's fine. She'll be back around, you know, someday anyway. I mean, you can look at it that way. She'll either be back around or she won't. She'll put <laughs> you know? in orbit, but... but there's no sense in sitting there, uh, stressing yourself and, you know, building up anxiety about it and stuff like oh, that. Man. You know, really it's just like, if she d- comes around great, if not, fuck it, I'm going to be spinning plates. I spun some plates last night
1: with with uh oh my God she's a ten. Go on. Oh man, dude. God, where do I start, man? Dude, practically, dude, she shit test me. I wouldn't say the whole night, but you you can tell like um her leaving <laughs> leaving her phone on the table, going to the bathroom, and I didn't I didn't I didn't touch her phone because that's not my shit. But um. Uh huh. That and then she, I kept asking questions, this, that, and the other. And then she, like, later on in the night, like, you remember when I told you blah, 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 blah? She was like, she, she was like, cross, cross referencing things, make sure I was paying attention. But, uh,
0: how do you think you did? How do you think you handled
1: that shit? Because she, she came back to the house last night with a bottle of wine and we got it,
0: we got it on. (laughs) My man, yeah, indoor, indoor Olympics. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, that, uh, she uh as a that, matter of
1: fact i was gonna say i forgot, the, I forgot that, to share the i forgot to share the text on uh the group but she's like she's like who are you mr griffin with a question mark i was like what do you mean she's like you seriously are like no other guy i've ever met you didn't put me on a pedestal you didn't put me on a pedestal you didn't act crazy you know you didn't validate me this that and the other i was like well i just figure i'd do what james bond does yeah, <laughs> you're,
0: yeah, baby. I'm a three percent man.
1: I didn't. Well, I didn't want to tell her that, but I was Right. I just told yeah. her I was like, she's like, <laughs> where'd where'd you learn to be like that at? I was like, oh, you know, James Bond movies. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, you. Sent, she's you like, sent, I'm shocked you didn't even. She's like, I'm shocked, dude. She has one of those face recognition things when you when you try to open her phone. It'll take a picture of your face. And send it to her email. Oh, so she can see if someone's trying to hack into her phone. Yeah, like if you hit the power button or turn it on, they'll take a picture of your face and send it straight to her email. And uh, that's how she knew I didn't fuck with her phone. <laughs> nice. I wonder not She said she says she says when she does it, like nine out of ten dudes end up fucking with her phone when she goes to the bathroom.
0: Ah, so she even basically came out and admitted she was shit testing you with that pretty much got it yeah pretty uh, much yeah, some, like some some chicks will like actively shit test you and like like they'll consciously do it and other chicks at uh, other times they'll subconsciously do it but they all do it you you have to always assume that you're being shit tested
1: oh yeah dude like it's crazy like dude it's just it's so crazy like dude i didn't even i didn't even i didn't even pay for her dinner last night I told myself that I'm breaking away from the beta thing and I'm, I'm going to try things differently. I made her pay for her own dinner.
0: Interesting. I uh, At least she for did. the first couple of dates, I, I, I'll i still pay. I'll still pay.
1: Well, I mean, I could have, but I just wanted to try it out and see what it was. Dude, she told me that it was amazing. That was so hot. She's like, because every guy I ever I've ever went on a date with just pays. Mm-hmm. She's like, I also work and make money. What if I wanted to pay? I'm just like, well, you know that's yeah. a conversation that we're going to have to have, you know what I'm saying? But
0: uh Dr. Glover in uh Dating Essentials for Men, he he says that uh at least for the first two dates you should pay cuz you're setting the tone in the relationship, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you did anything I'm not saying you did anything wrong there. That was actually kind of a a strong uh strong move to go there.
1: Yeah. If we if she if she if I decide to ask her out on two more dates, I'm probably going to I'll pay for the next two. But I definitely wanted to show her that you know I'm not no beta bitch,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so, you succeeded there you you yeah, sent I me did. a you sent me a picture of her she is a, oh, she man, is a ten absolutely yeah. dude, you,
1: she, 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 oh. she's so hot in every way, man, yeah, God <laughs> Dude, she What's... she really like she's like a really reserved woman, but um, dude, we got in a bed. it was like a whole different persona.
0: Oh, is she a uh, a lady in the streets, uh, but a freak in the sheets? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, dude. It was it 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 was awesome. Um, I asked her most of the questions, and uh, she even said that in a text message. She's like, I can't believe you didn't bring up any exes, or you you weren't gonna go there with me when I asked you about the exes. You just diverted it away. I was like, well, I don't, I don't kiss and tell about no relationship, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. It ain't fair to nobody. So why bring it up?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, I think you. It sounds like you, uh, you did everything absolutely right, especially when she's texting you, like, giving you a a five star review. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's like, I had an amazing time, and she's like,
1: she's like, you're such a strong man. You're like, not like majority of the men that I've ever went on a date with. And she's like, I normally don't have sex with, with men on the first night either. Okay. She's like, I'm just like drawn to you. I'm like, Shh, hey.
0: <laughs> it's stuff like that that really helps get through a breakup. <laughs> yeah. I, was, uh, I was posting on the page uh, back in July too. And I think I talked to you about this. You know, uh, when I had that moment of weakness and I – I looked at my ex-girlfriend's uh, Facebook page on the night of July 4th, and it was after like I had like two back-to-back breakups. I really lost my center, and for some reason, I went like an idiot and checked her page. And, you know, she normally keeps it all locked down, and she doesn't yeah. usually post updates, but she, for some reason on that weekend, probably because it was an anniversary of our breakup, she posted all these fucking pictures of her and her new boyfriend and how – great how much fun they're having and how in love she is and it just fucking crushed me and i didn't i had a hard time sleeping that night and uh, that's when i blocked her on facebook and but that 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 next day on sunday i had a date with uh this chick that i talk about a lot uh could have kissed you longer girl and i and i and i and and, you know i closed the deal that night with her (laughs) and then i was like fuck i feel so much better now you know sex with someone else is the absolute cure to a breakup i think
1: oh yeah dude it is you know you know what i want to talk about what let's talk let's talk about you know how you have let's kiss another girl or kiss another time or whatever chick kiss you longer chick yeah let's talk about another bottle of of jack daniels chick the one (laughs) the one that every time y'all went out she was sloppy she got sloppy drunk
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the time this posts, uh I I will have posted an episode called A Tale of Uh Two Train Wrecks and I, I go into that whole story. <laughs> so if you if you want to know all the details on on that, uh you can go back and listen to that episode. But yeah, uh, I called that I called that chick local chick because she lived up the street from me. But yeah, I think uh I should call her fucking drunk chick or blackout chick or something but what do you want what do you want to know about her
1: i don't want to know nothing about her but dude seriously (laughs) when when i you gave me humor dude you actually cheered me up i'm over the road i'm sitting here having a dog shit ass time because i ain't been home in three weeks just to look and see (laughs) see your videos about her being intoxicated
0: oh god yeah she was a uh, an absolute fucking mess dude absolute mess and i you know it, 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 I think, you know, I, I like to drink socially, you know, but, right. if it, but if I'm going out, I'm not getting so fucking, you know, bombed that I can't even fucking walk straight. And that's, that, that is kind of a huge red flag. And so she did that that first night and I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe she's not like this all the time. No, apparently she fucking is. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that, I mean, God, dude, that's so horrible. Like there's only... There's only two chicks I've ever met in my
1: entire lifetime that's like that. Yeah. And they all have they all have daddy issues.
0: I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And and I and I you know I've been that drunk before, especially back in my fucking sailor days when I was in the navy. I've had I've had my shipmates carry me back across the uh Tijuana border before, you know, but hey. <laughs> that's just I mean, but I don't do it all the time. This chick did it two dates in a row. That's unbelievable to me. And, yeah. it, and it was funny because when she was uh, at my house, you know, she was all like, yeah, look, I don't, I don't put out until like the third date or whatever. And I was like, all right, you know, and I, you know, in, in, in Corey's book, the, you know, he talks about doing the two steps forward, um, one step back Yeah. in the seduction process and that, and that actually, that actually works great. And so I was starting to do that, but she just kept drinking more and more and uh, I finally got to the point where I was like, good Lord, you know, if I, if I even stuck my dick in her right now, you know, th- I I'm going to be like a- attached to this crazy bitch for a long time. And I want nothing to do with her after tonight. So I was like, I backed off like completely. And at one point she had like her pants off. Cause she's like, Oh, it's so hot in here or whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. And then, uh, you know, she also spilled some shit on her shirt and I I, I talk about this all in this other podcast, but I I, So I offered her a a tank top, so I come into my room. So she comes into my room, too, just wearing, like, panties and a T-shirt. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got a tank top for you. And she gets on my bed, and she's like, oh, is this your bed? And I was like, yep. And I could have fucking pursued it more there, but I was like, I am not dealing with this crazy chick. So I just tossed her the uh, tank top and walked out of the room. (laughs) I was like, here you go. That's like the ultimate, hurry and put that shit on and get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. But she ended up like passing out on my couch. And so I was like, holy Christ, you know. And she was in no condition to drive home. So I wasn't going to like say, get the fuck out of my house, you know, drive home drunk because she probably would have wrapped her car around a telephone pole or something. So I let her sleep it off here. And then the next morning, I, you know, she left and she was like, so are we going to do this again? I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not happening. And then I, I blocked her on, uh, I blocked her number on my on uh my phone. I I blocked her on social media. I went on the dating app. I fucking found her on. I blocked her on there too. I was like I want nothing to do with this chick after that cuz she was Dude,
1: she's like a fucking train wreck and a half, dude.
0: She was, yeah.
1: Yeah, Good. absolutely.
0: Yeah, and that that's why I did that episode on a tale of two train wrecks. Also, because I you know there's I I first of all, it's funny. You know, I I think it's funny to also share some of our You know, not just our successes on the page, but you know what? We're not all banning a thousand all the time. No, show us, show each other our bloopers. Sure. (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, her, I also tell a story about this chick. Uh, I think, you know, I was, I was uh, going on a, I went on a date with this chick before you joined the page called needy chick. That chick was a, I don't know. She was a a mess in a completely different way. Oh Um, yeah, dude. But yeah, and I like I've taken a kind of a step back too, because uh, when I was, you know, matching with the, a lot of these chicks, uh, shit test girl who's she doesn't shit test me anymore. She's uh she's like a total pussycat. Now I got to find a different name for her. Uh, shit test girl could have kissed you longer, girl, you know, needy chick, drunk chick and a bunch of, uh, like a whole random bunch of other <laughs> chicks. Um I was really at the beginning of un, like learning this stuff, trying to really fill up my dating calendar, try, mo- mostly for practice, you know, and really try right. to get that plate spinning going and just kind of, you know, get out there and practice more because you can read the book, you know, 10 to 15 times, but if you're not going out there and actually practicing this stuff, it, it doesn't fucking help you at all. You know, it's all just theory. So you actually have to get out there and go on some dates and, and practice the stuff. Practice that body language. Practice letting her do 80%, 80 to 90% of the talking and, and oh yeah. Practice, you know, going in for going in for the kiss. Practice seduction. And so um I've done all that and I I felt like I've gotten a pretty good grasp on that. So I've taken a step back now and I'm really trying to focus on uh the part in the book where, you know, Corey talks about attracting, you know, your dream girl. Right. And so I, I've done done the, you know, write out all the things I want, what I don't want. Um, I've set like a very specific intention of attracting a chick in my local area. So with like within a radius of about 20 miles. And I'm really trying to put that law of attraction stuff to work. And I think it's actually paying off. I'm actually attracting chicks that are much closer now. Um, and I've got some lined up to date this week actually, so I'm pretty excited about nice. that. Um, uh, with, yeah, with, man, I uh,
1: I forgot to tell you, I was a uh, dude chick at chicken high school at the high school, dude. Like, I pursued her back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's either taking this, that, or the other, and uh, she got hold of me on Facebook and uh, she just started talking to me, dude. I'm just like, like I do what Corey teaches, like. I'm picking up on the signs that she's just she now she's legitimately attracted like I literally did nothing except for just not talk to her. Mhm. So uh mm-hmm. we got a we got a date tomorrow so nice. Going to see how that goes um I went so, to school with her. but dude I mean she's yeah. a pretty down-earth chick um I guess it was just wrong timing every time me and her I guess we're talking no, because she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend, and then I would just quit. hmm But the biggest thing I noticed about Corey's book is that, like, you pers- you pursue in the beginning, and then once they start contacting you, more often you just step back. Yeah, let them come to you. The main part about his book is don't be needy. Yeah, Don't lose your shit and always remain cool about it
0: yeah indifference does truly make a difference,
1: yeah, and that's that's like you know if she'd done something fucked up to you to where you know it would piss the average male off, that's how you know that you're different if it would piss them off, but it won't piss you off, you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, I think the the before the book, I think where I went wrong, dude is i was always I would always come off my center and lose my shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know
0: what I mean? And, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. You know what? Um, I've always, uh, I've always had a bad temper, um, my whole life. I've, I, and I, and I, I got that in under, uh, check quite a bit in, when I was, uh, you know, in late elementary school, middle school when I was, I was in karate because I, I was, I, I had a way of like sort of channeling that. So, um, you know, I was able to put that in check a, a little bit, but every once in a while I'll still lose my, lose my cool. And, um, I think lately, one of the things that I've really been doing to help with that along with Corey's book and just, you know, realizing just practicing that indifference with women has helped tremendously, but also some of these other books that I've been, uh, listening to on like law of attraction and just like, you know, the power of your, your mind. And I post quotes like about it, that kind of stuff, like on the, the page all the time, but that kind of stuff folks focuses or makes you focus on positivity. Right. And like looking on the bright side of things and really, you know, almost becoming an optimist. Yeah. And that, that by itself has made a, a world of difference in my life. Just, you know, always trying to find the good in things, you know you it makes you so less quick to anger
1: yeah know? and that's that's what i have learned about reading about the book i mean i still have my super red pill days but mm-hmm. i'm starting to chill out on it but um i've also learned that if you're good to yourself you'll be good to other people if you're hard on yourself you'll be hard on other people yeah like yeah. majority of the people react and then think they don't think and then react you know what i mean every every reaction doesn't need every action doesn't need a reaction true and if if you look at it part of Corey's work teaches you that like if she does something that is just like isn't congruent instead of losing your shit just be cool about it because what that's subconsciously doing is it's shit testing you yeah and a lot I, of women do it without even even paying attention, yeah, you know they do something that knows will drive you up a wall, and they do it anyways, and then you get upset about it and next thing you know their attraction drops, mhm so it's why you just you have to be cool pretty much just be cool
0: yeah and i'm daughter. trying to I'm trying to teach my daughter some of that because. <clears throat> this this last week her and her mom got into it pretty good so good in fact that they actually got came to blows <laughs> that was awesome uh oh, geez. just to air some dirty laundry on the on the face or on the uh, on the podcast you know the international <laughs> podcast uh but yeah i i i was like sitting there listening to one of my audiobooks it was like late at night i think it was uh tuesday night maybe monday night or tuesday night and um uh, I'm listening to my audiobook, and all of a sudden I get a knock at the door and I, I open the door and there's a fucking cop out there with my teenage daughter. And I was like, oh shit, what did she, what did she do? You know, like, did she go out partying <laughs> and nope. Her and her mom got into a big fist fight. And, um, and so then my daughter like ran out of the house and like waved down some local cops. And, uh, so there was like this altercation, I guess, at, at the house. And, uh, so my daughter comes, asked the cop to bring her to my house. So, he did. And, um, you know, of course my daughter's at the point where she's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to go back to mom's house. I, I want to live with you permanently and stuff. And, you know, and I talked to her mom about the whole situation and really just kind of, to me, it seems like it came down to my daughter being a teenager and being like yeah. su- super defiant and react- re- reactionary to like everything that her mom does. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of her mom either, but you know, <laughs> But she could have. My People daughter could have beaten
1: your mom up.
0: Right. Yeah. So they. Uh, so then I. I really trying this week trying to because uh, I had I've just kept my daughter this week. I'll let her go back to her mom's house next week. But one of the things I'm I'm trying to teach her is like, look, you need to be more proactive with your mom and less reactive with your mom. You know, like you need to talk to your mom and like let her know, you know, what things that bother you that she's doing and. and Talk to your mom about it, and don't just like wait until like your mom like loses her shit, and then you just fucking lose your shit with her, you know. Yeah. And I was like, that that's not going to help anybody. And I go, and another thing, you can't control what your mom does. All you can do is control yourself. You you know, things that are are you know your mom's doing that pisses you off. That's in your head. You're you're sitting there focusing on how much it pisses you off. I was like, you need to like shrug that shit off and think about it differently. So. Hopefully she's uh it's not just going in one ear and out the other. <laughs> How old is she? She's fifteen.
1: Oh yeah, she's at that age where her uh her hormone levels are fucking out of whack. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, big time. Big time. You know, they say 'cause my daughter, she's she's gonna she's gonna be getting up there in age and uh they so they say when teenage girls go
0: through uh puberty, dude, it's like living with the fucking devil. My daughter it, it's not that bad at my house. My, I mean, my daughter and I have a really good relationship. Um, I, I, I feel like she feels comfortable that she can come and talk to me about stuff. And I try to foster that, you know, I never want her, I never want her to make her feel like she can't come to me with anything because exactly, you know, cause I feel like, and then her mom was like, you know, she took her phone away. And so while she's down here, her mom's like going through her phone and looking through all of her text messages. And, and so she, her mom, I had to go up there and like, that breaks yeah, the trust. Yeah. I, I went up, I went up to uh, my ex wife's house to get some of my daughter's stuff. And my, my ex is like, Oh, you know, you got to look at this text. And, and it, she, my daughter had an inappropriate text exchange with her boyfriend. But the good thing is that her boyfriend is in uh, Denver, which is like five hours away. So it's not really a threat. And then, and my, my ex is sitting there like fuming about it. And she's like, I'm going to go through all of her text messages and try to find more of this. And I go, is that really helping you? I go, I think you got the gist of their conversation. You don't really need to go through it more, you know? And then I go, you you know, at, at some point, like you, as a parent, you have to parent your kids well enough when they're young so that when they're teenagers, they try to, like, they, they they make better choices. And, and if you wait until they're teenagers to start like reeling them back in, you're never going to fucking do it.
1: Yeah. That's dude. I totally agree with that. You should parent them to make smart decisions. Yeah. Because regardless, there's going to come an age where she's going to have sex.
0: Mm-hmm. There's going
1: to come an age where she's going to drink. Yep. You have to parent her to make smarter decisions when that happens.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, after her mom showed me that stuff, I came back down and, I had a conversation with my daughter about the text messages and I, you know, like I took a screenshot of the, you know, just a small portion of the the messages and, you know, I said, here, I just want to show you this. And I go, I just want you to know, you're not in any trouble right now. I go, but you know, I I could tell that, you know, you guys are talking about this stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty inappropriate, but I want you to know, you know, I don't condone it, but if you go out and make a stupid decision, and have sex you need to be smart about it and like protect yourself you know because you're the one that's gonna have to deal with the consequences like if he knocks you up like you have to deal with the consequences he should he should help out but there's no guarantee that he will
1: oh hell no not at 15
0: and i go and and i go and you have such a bright future ahead of you you know if you make a dumb decision now it could you know, it could impact your the whole rest of your life. You know, you might not ever realize your dreams. So, you know, hopefully she, you know, she does make the right decisions. I was a stupid-ass teenager climbing out of the fucking window of my parents' house, sneaking off in the middle of the night, banging this chick that was spending the night at her friend's house. <laughs> you know? Dude, you don't even want
1: to know about the dumb shit I, I did, dude. Back in the day when I used to live in Brownsville, Texas, Actually, you we know, got we got drunk, dude, and we end up we end up walking down some road, dude, and I guess we fucking passed out underneath a tree. Woke up next morning, dude. We were in fucking Mexico.
0: <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's uh, we're at we're at thirty minutes. Let's let's take a quick sponsor break. But when we come back, I want to hear this story. Okay. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the crevasse, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome-smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Uh, And we're back. (laughs) <laughs> the magic of editing okay so you 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 went out in the middle of night this was in high school yeah dude like
1: it was like i was like 16 or 17 and uh i was living in brownsville texas me and a bunch of buddies we got we got drunk obviously underage and uh we started doing what teenagers do do go out roaming the streets and doing stupid shit and uh the yeah, others left. It was just me and my buddy, uh, Joseph. And, uh,
0: Shout we out to Joseph down the
1: street, mm-hmm. and then I guess we both sat down or whatever. Some of it's a blur, man. It happened so long ago, <laughs> sure. And, uh, we and you were up, drunk. We woke up <laughs> and we were in fucking Mexico, and uh, dude, we were at we were. We ended up going to uh, the holding cell down there in Customs, dude, and we were there for like three days.
0: Dude, Why were my you – was it because you had like no ID or what?
1: Yeah, we didn't have no ID. Dude, we were just teenagers, dude. Dude, <laughs> my mom beat the living shit,
0: <laughs> shit out of me, dude, when I got back. Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, the my, my, my parents would have also – they would have absolutely lost their shit about it. But you know what when like my parents were the kind of parents that would like lose their shit about stuff yeah. like that yeah but then I felt like I couldn't ever fucking talk to them about anything and I felt like you know I always had to hide everything from them you know so yeah. I, I so I that's why like when uh you know my I found my daughter's text messages and shit or my my ex-wife did that's why I'm like you're not grounded in stuff for, from it because one because you're not going to stop them from fucking doing that shit no they're going to find a way. So, and that's why I was telling my ex-wife too. She's like, I don't know what I, I should do. I, I, you know, and they're, they're very strict up at her house. Like her, um, my, my ex-wife's new husband, like won't even let my daughter like walk around town. Cause he's afraid she's going to be like out getting pregnant or something. And I'm like, you know what? I go, the more you guys clamp down, the more she's going to try to find a way to fucking sneak out, you know? Yeah. So you really, like- really just really just got to talk to her, you know?
1: I don't like know. I admire him wanting to keep her safe, but sure, the more you allow her not to do, the more she's gonna do it. That's like yeah. underage drinking. We did we did that shit all the time. And mm-hmm. the moment we turned 21, we did it for like a weekend, and that was done. That was it. Yeah. Like yeah, the more you
0: restrict something, the more they're gonna do it. Yeah, and I'm and I'm also not that kind of parent too, that where I'm you know, there's some parents that are just like too far. Fucking liberal with their kids, where they're like, "Oh well, if my kid's gonna smoke dope or drink, I'd rather them do it under my roof." I'm not that way either. I'm like, you you know, I'm not gonna let you fucking drink at my house. I don't want you bringing a guy over. You know, a guy's not spending the night here. That's for damn sure. And if you do have a guy over, you're not closing your fucking bedroom door, you know. But you know, so I'm not like that liberal. But you know, if I catch a, a couple of text messages that are inappropriate well at least she's not actually getting getting railed by this guy you know they're they're innocent text messages you you should you
1: (laughs) you should have her invite him over one day and be like yo so what's up with these text messages
0: oh oh well that's funny because like i said he's you know it's, it's a long distance relationship that they got which uh Rolo Tomasi says, uh, there's no such thing as a long distance relationship. So there's not, so that's why, like, I, I I'm actually not as fired up about it because this kid's like five hours away. It's nothing's going to happen, but they like, they were, uh, video chatting, uh, on, uh, like, you know, Google voice or Google, Google, whatever. Google Fucking, play. Yeah. Something or Google duo. Yeah. Something but they were video chatting. And so uh, this was right after I, I had the conversation about the text messages. And so she's in her bedroom and I can hear her chatting. And so I knock on the door and she's like, yeah. And I go, oh, are you talking to him? And she goes, yeah. And I go, can I talk to him? And she goes, no. And I go, oh, well, do, do I need to shut off the internet? And she goes, fine. So, so then she goes and picks up her little like Chromebook and she goes, my dad wants to talk to you oh my god the kid was just he wouldn't even like look in the camera he was so like he knew he had fucked up (laughs) and all i all i said was hey it's nice to uh finally meet you and he goes yeah i guess i probably could have met you under better circumstances sir and i go yeah i agree with that and i go i saw those text messages i was like those weren't very cool man why don't you uh ease up on those fucking text messages and he's like yes sir and I go, okay. And I gave the I just gave the computer back to my daughter at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you
0: traumatized him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I'm sure his heart was just like do 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 do, you know. Oh my yeah. Shit, what's he gonna say? I mean, what like what am I gonna do? Like talk tough over the over a fucking computer connection five hours away. Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you, man. Nah, nah, there's no point in doing that either. <laughs> now if he came I- over. If a boy comes over, I'm 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 also the kind of guy that would be cleaning my guns there on the counter. So what are your tips? Yeah, for? dude.
1: I'm the kind of dad that pulls a shotgun behind a door from behind a door and answers uh-huh. the door with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: she'll be she'll be back by nine, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. She, she better not be a minute late.
0: Yep. Yeah. And she damn sure better not be fucking pregnant. Right. <laughs> oh man, parenting is fucking rough. My uh my ex-girlfriend, that that's another thing too, my ex-girlfriend. Uh she has she has uh two kids and so when I was dating her for the four and a half years, I was basically like a live-in boyfriend. I'd go and stay with her every other week. That was a part of the problem with our relationship. And she had these two older teenagers and her oldest daughter got pregnant her senior year in high school. And then uh, her her boyfriend that knocked her up moved in with you know with my uh, my ex girlfriend so that they could take care of the baby and that, until they finally got their own place. And then when they moved out, her her middle son became a, t- uh, a senior and got his girlfriend fucking knocked up. Oh, and, and my my girlfriend uh, she she got knocked up her senior year. So it's like a pattern, you know, like the these women that get uh you know for good or for bad when they get knocked up as teenagers their kids tend to get knocked up as teenagers and um you know I, there, there used to be a, a radio show years ago i don't know if it's still on with uh dr drew and uh adam carolla called love line and dr drew used to talk about it all the time like you know Alcoholic parents tend to, you know, they teach their kids about alcoholism, and then their kids ended up being alcoholics and shit like that. It's a fucking vicious cycle. So when when her kids got pregnant, my daughter was only like twelve or something. I was like, I need to tell you, you know, this. You know, her daughter got pregnant. This is not happening in my house. You have to protect yourself. Like I had that conversation with my daughter. You know when she was like eleven or twelve, because I was like, "This is not fucking happening in my house." Like, you need to know. <laughs> oh yeah, how to protect yourself, and you can't trust boys because boys are slick talkers. Hell, we're reading books about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you
1: know what? What it wouldn't be a, it? Wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad idea to make her read Corey Wayne's book three to fifteen times, <laughs> so she can get the gist of things on how men are. Yeah, or or way, uh, when she picks a man, so that way. When she picks a man, she's not seduced by the man. She actually picks him because she wants him. You know what I mean? Yeah, be- just because he's not slick, like yeah. little,
0: like little Tommy in Denver. <laughs> right, <laughs> good old Denver Tommy. His name is not Tommy, but we can call him Tommy. Well, matter. he's gonna be Timmy if he keeps fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Yeah, Denver,
1: Denver, Timmy. Yeah, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a permanent handicap sticker.
0: <laughs> well, I live out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, there's a lot of BLM land out here, and uh, my dad has a backhoe, so I'll just leave <laughs> yeah. it at that. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just leave it. What part of that.
1: Colorado do you live in?
0: I live on the western slope, uh, close to Grand Junction.
1: Oh, I know where that's at.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Grand Junction is like, if for people that are listening and, you know, aren't familiar with Colorado, Grand Junction is like the third biggest city in, in Colorado. There's Denver, there's like Colorado Springs and Grand Junction. Those are like the three big hubs, you know.
1: Dude, Colorado is beautiful though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like if you actually go there, you know, the crazy thing is I was a, uh... Last time I was in Colorado driving a semi, remember that truck that killed all those people with the with the the lumber on the back end of it? Mm, no. This was a few years ago where he killed, like, six people barreling down that hill just outside of Denver. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, w- I, w- I was there. I'm like, man, this dude, I had to get out of the truck and try to pull people from the wreckage, man, dude. It's fucked up. Pretty bad. It was a logging truck? It was a semi-flatbed hauling lumber. Oh, hauling lumber. Okay. Yeah, and I guess his, his brakes or something failed, and he just – it was in the middle of traffic, dude. Everybody's that at de- uh, a dead standstill, and this dude come barreling down the, the road at 90 miles an hour, and he fucking hit people. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, it was catastrophic.
0: I don't remember that, but, I, I mean, I don't really – I don't really watch the local news too much. I'll send you
1: a link, dude. They're witnessing that
0: firsthand,
1: like actually seeing it happen, do that made me want to quit truck driving.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. My, uh, I, I think I, we were talking about trucking, and I said my my ex girlfriend's uh, dad was a was a trucker, and uh, he has he had some interesting stories. Nothing like nothing about like wrecks or anything like that. One of the things he would talk about, we, because you were, you sent me a picture of a, a trucker that parked bad. He like pulled yeah. in uh, nose first. Yeah. And you're like, this guy's a fucking idiot. He he was he used to bitch about guys that would, because uh, I didn't, I had no idea. I thought all semis were the same, but there's certain semis that have more horsepower than others, and these guys with like the lower horsepower rigs were trying to like haul shit up over the mountains in Colorado and they like just are dog slow, dog slow going over the Hills. Cause they don't have enough horsepower.
1: Yeah. 30, it, it,
0: 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And then if they get, if they have to stop for whatever reason, you know, like if the, the weather's bad and like there's a traffic jam, they have to stop. He's like, they they can't get started again on a Hill because they, they don't have the horsepower to do it. Yeah. He's like, he's like those guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> for even it's trying true. to drive. I run
1: into them all the time. I'm like, especially when I'm doing like 75 mile an hour down the highway mm-hmm. and a slow truck tries to pass another slow truck. So like turtle fucked the highway. Yeah. That's like, let's say Prime, Prime Inc. is a slow company. They're like 62 miles an hour. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Texas Raiders, another slow one. They're like 58 miles an hour. So you got this. 62 mile an hour truck trying to outrun a 58 mile an hour truck Mm. meanwhile like i'm i'm being a speed demon doing 75 down down the highway which it was in kansas but i'm just like man come on bro like seriously (laughs) over two miles an hour yeah so i mean i see a lot of crazy stuff but uh those old school Peterbilt's, they, they have a lot of horsepower. They come, I'll do 75 and they'll pass me up. Like I'm, I'm nothing.
0: Nice. So bringing this back to a, a more of a 3% topic, uh, we chatted about it a little bit. How does being a truck driver like affect relationships? Cause you oh, were dude. driving, you were driving with, uh, while you were with this, this ex, uh, your, your now ex-girlfriend, right? Yeah. So you're gone yeah. like what six days a week? Mm, five and a half. About five and a half. Okay. Yeah, and I would come th-
1: home. I would come home on a weekend Um, mm-hmm. Which you know, I just feel like she wouldn't have left me if we had if we had that if we had much rapport, you know what I mean? Me constantly gone all the time. It's like I felt like she couldn't really invest in feelings, you know what I mean? Sure. Properly you'll have a harder time leaving somebody that you've been around every day for six, seven months, opposed to being around somebody two days a week for six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it just – it makes things hard. Commu- it makes communication harder. Um, <clears throat> like, when we talked, we did Google Duo. Okay. You know, voice we, we would voice chat just, like, right before bed every night. That was our thing. That's what we did. Um,
0: so um, well, one of the things that you also mentioned too that you felt like, because I f- I feel like after after all of us have at least read uh, how to be a three percent man at least once, I we hope. sort of look look back on our our past relationships on where did it go, where did we go wrong what did we do wrong because like as men we're supposed to take the lead in the relationship and like yeah, you, things, you know one of the things Corey talks about is how, uh, if you want to maintain a long-term relationship, you need to do what you, you did in the beginning. You need to like date your woman. And, um, I could, I know for a fact with my ex, I got too comfortable and I would just like to go and go down to her house and just fucking hang out and veg out and watch TV. And I, I feel like if I would have taken more action and like planned dates and stuff like that more, we, she probably would have been happier. Uh, you said that you ran into some of that too, right? Like you would get home and you didn't feel like going out because you were on the road for the last week. Yeah, man. Like um,
1: like I live in St. Louis and she lives in Salem, Missouri, mm-hmm. which is about, mm, about 170 miles south of me. So when I would go on my resets, the two-day break, I would go to her house. You know what I mean? To hang out with her for my reset. And then I would go back. I feel like I didn't, I didn't stay at my house enough, and I became complacent. Some days my attitude sucked royally, and sometimes I was being a beta bitch, you know, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: with with the communication things, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's a busy woman. I shouldn't have, you know, been so beta bitches about her not communicating at all. You know, what I mean, that's before I read Cor- Corey's book. Really, mm-hmm. I would have matched and mirrored what she was doing. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, it also doesn't it it also doesn't help that uh, I beat her best friend up, who's a dude.
0: What? Why? Why she beat him up?
1: Yeah, we uh he did something to me or whatever. And then he fucking walked, came up behind me and we're sucker puncher in me. And I stood up and I smoked his ass off the porch.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't happy about that. I, I had a, I had a situation with my, uh, my ex-wife where my ex-wife was being like, uh, she, she, she had her brother in town and, uh, And so her brother and, you know, my ex-wife and my Navy buddy, they were all drinking and I went to bed because I was like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. So I went to bed and they're all, I guess they all stayed up like talking and my, uh, my former brother-in-law started talking all this shit to my wife and my Navy buddy. was just like, you need to watch your fucking mouth, buddy. And my Navy buddy socked out my, my, my now, Uh, Former (laughs) brother-in-law, I was like, right on, brother. He's like, whoa, wasn't gonna let him disrespect your wife like that. That's fucking great, dude. It's always good to have a friend
1: like that. I'm one of those friends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. Like the, I mean, we had, like I was telling you, we had a, a small disagreement, dude. I really think it put it put the fucking, it put the fucking screwdriver in the back. You know what I mean? Um hmm So she was supposed to get her teeth pulled out and get uh implants in. Okay. You know, because her the real teeth she had wasn't really worth the shit, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. so I mean I got with her knowing she had terrible teeth, but I'm not gonna sit there and judge you based upon your teeth, you know what I mean? Because shit happens. So I went to work and uh I'm start driving this and you and I get pictures, receive pictures. You know, okay. of her before and after of the teeth, and this is where I fucked up. You know what I mean? I should be like, "Yeah, babe, they 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 look great. You it makes you look very beautiful." You know, the teeth, the teeth, the dentist did a good job with your teeth. Instead of that, I I was a beta bitch and fucking, I was like, oh, "What I t- what I say?" Uh, because she last I heard she wasn't going to do it because her job was starting to lay people off. Mhm. So she said she wasn't going to do it. And then I guess she did it. That kind of fucking irritated me. I was like I was uh I told her I was like, "Well, why didn't you tell me you were going to have that done? I I would have stayed and I would have went with you." You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz things could have happened. They could have botched it, something could have happened, and I wouldn't have known shit. And uh she's like, "I know, I'm sorry, blah blah blah. I understand." And then that was on that Monday. She was, I could totally tell that she was like distancing herself after that. Mm. And that, that was that Monday before the fourth. Cause the fourth was on that Friday or Saturday. So I could tell that her replies were short and you could just totally tell that she, she was off about it. Got it. And that's when I came, came home on the fourth. And that's when she's like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm, I'm not healed from my ex and I'm not ready for commitment, this, that, and the other. And then three days later after we broke up, my buddy, he uh, he's on match.com. He's seen a picture of her and he's like, ain't this your old lady? Mm. I was like, dude, I'll be son of a bitch. Yeah. So I put two and two together, Corey's book. And then what she told me, that's just a line. That's just an excuse.
0: Yeah, and and we talked about it too. In, in Corey's book, he talks about it as uh, he calls it a dead cat bounce, where because yeah, she was you guys were only together six months, and he says you know if someone's not fully over their ex, like the smallest thing will cause them to not want to see you anymore, and there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, it's all like because women are all emotionally based, and
1: well, she didn't go she didn't go back to her ex,
0: right? Yeah, she went on match.
1: <laughs> yeah so but, you know it, it, it's just like now i see where i did some things wrong you know what i mean like i i see where i all i did wrong in a relationship
0: mm-hmm. and, well i uh, think like i look back on that kind of stuff you know and i I feel like you can kind of like anyone can get the uh what's that the the paralysis of the analysis you know looking back at past relationships like ah, oh, i fucked up here i fucked up here and really i mean you could beat yourself up over it but it's in the past really i think the best thing about you know listening to or reading Corey's book and looking back at past relationships on what you did and what you could have done it's just, it, it, <laughs> are you okay yeah i'm good <laughs> anyway, it's just, it's, it's real, it's just a good learning process to go, okay, I know how I could have done this better. And then when you move forward, you know, in your next relationship, if you choose to even have a, a next relationship, I mean, you could just be a plate spinner for the rest of your life and be happy too. Oh um, yeah. I, 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 I've never been more happy dating in my life. I used to always look at dating as purgatory. Now I look at it like, oh, this is, this actually is kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I but now I also look at it too. Like if I, you know, if I do settle down with one of these chicks, then I now know what I did wrong in the past, what I need to do in the future and how I can make it all better going forward.
1: You know, the main thing that I would say that I did wrong is I invested too much into her when she wasn't
0: investing in me.
1: Yeah. That's, you huge. know what I
0: mean? That's huge. Yeah. I did the same thing. Sure.
1: Like to me, I felt like I was the one doing the relationship, and she was just the person, whatever, taking to space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you if it boils down to it, all I wanted was better communication, and I told her that. Yeah, but if she's not willing to give it, obviously she ended things. So that's kind of that. I'm looking at that like it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, but dude, she 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 was a she's a unicorn, man. She was super honest. You know what I mean? She wasn't down with the cheating shit. Cause her yeah. ex.
0: And, and she was a tiger ex, in the sack, right? That's what you were saying.
1: Oh, yeah. Her ex, he, uh, she found out that he cheated on her. And then I guess they had the argument about it or whatever. She went to work. Next day, she came home. Dude was, was, a, uh, all his shit was gone. He, he moved in with the chick that he cheated on her with, which in turn, if I'm, if listening to Corey's work, that just created an open loophole. That's why she's not over them because she didn't end things.
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: So it's probably better that she just deals with her emotions and deals with what she's going to deal with. And if she wants to try it later, good. If not, Oh, well.
0: Yeah. She, she has your number. She can reach out.
1: Well, she don't have my number now. She's got my Facebook.
0: (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. That, well, my, my ex, she doesn't, she can't get me on Facebook. So if she does want to reach out, she has to reach out on my phone. You know, that's pretty much
1: what it is. She has to reach out on Facebook. So yeah. Yeah. I think she will possibly in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, we sat down and had a talk about, I guess, ending the relationship. I didn't really do anything wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some things that I did that turned her off, but morally, I didn't do anything that, you were considered to be an ender of our relationship. Yeah, you didn't. she point is, I care too much. She cared yeah. too less. And that was it. Yep. So if she wants to date around and find out that some of these men are horseshit, well, then let her do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not your problem. And I'll uh, tell you what, she may not
0: be the one, but she can, She, you know, <laughs> they all can be the one. They can at least be, uh, the one right uh the one for tonight yep the one right now (laughs) well hey we're uh we're almost at an hour here so let's uh let me ask you one question okay and then uh we'll go ahead and wrap up what does being a three percent man mean to you
1: what does three be the three percent man mean to me integrity integrity Having integrity, being honest with who you are, and being self-loving, and not take no shit from a woman.
0: <laughs> I like it. I think that's a good answer. And what it, uh, but what it
1: has taught me the most is not to put women on a pedestal.
0: Yes, I agree with that. You
1: no, know, because I used to be, I used to be a woman pleaser. You know what I'm saying? They laying in bed, I go make them cookies and milk and bring it to them. Fuck that shit.
0: I used to buy my ex girlfriend flowers every month. And have them sent to her work. And I was like, you know, especially after getting into this, but I mean, after I broke up with her last year, uh, especially, but even more so having gotten into this stuff, I was like, I could have saved so much fucking money. You know, and I'm such an idiot. You know, like, looking back on that, like, what a fucking simp thing to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dude, everybody that,
1: everybody on, in the group, is here because they were a cent. Yeah. Absolutely. We're just trying to transform our lives. You know what I mean? Um, what does being a 3% man mean to you? To me? Yeah.
0: Uh, um. Well, what I'm getting from it is uh, it's a mindset. It's all about uh, once you've like listened to or read the book a number of times, it seeps in your head and you you hold yourself differently. You carry yourself differently. Um, you understand the nature of women better for good or for bad. And um, really, you just sort of realize that, like, like you said, you don't put women on pedestals and you focus on yourself and your purpose more as a 3% man. Yep. Purpose
1: first, woman later.
0: Yeah. You know. If you focus, uh, there, there's, I can't remember the YouTube channel, but there's this, there's one YouTube channel I, I, I used to watch. And the, the guy's tagline is if you focus on you, the women will too. And it's a hundred percent right. Yep. You know, it's such a simple catchphrase, but it's, it's a hundred percent true. hundred percent true.
1: So I got All one right. more question before we're going to, we're going to end this. Sure. So it's been a, it's been a while since I read the book is the book a lot different than the audio version or is it the same
0: it's 100 percent the same
1: okay so i'm cool listening to the audio
0: yeah because i uh i listened to the audio four times and then i bought the paperback because i was like okay if i read it at least once too i'm going to retain it more and there's some there's some things the way the way Corey reads it in in the audio version where it, it almost sounds like he stops reading the book and sort of goes off on his own thought but no he's actually reading the book word for word <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just putting in his own tonality. I think as you know, he was working on it, that's how he was saying it to himself. So but oh, yeah. uh, no, it's it's a hundred percent uh exactly the same as the audio version. So
1: if you cool. know, I'm a truck driver, that's all I do is listen to audio. I'm right now doing atomic attraction.
0: Dude, that's a fucking great book, man. That's one of my holy trinity. <laughs>
1: I know you post about it a lot. So I'm like, dude, let me give this, let me give this, let me give this a shot. Let me give it a, let me give it a listen.
0: Yeah. It's uh well, I'm posting a lot of quotes now because I'm going through the uh, the ebook version. So I'm actually reading that one through. And so I, every time I come to a, a little gym, I'm like, Oh, we post that quote to the page. It's important. Hell yeah. So, all right, Sean, thanks for, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. The audio was much better this time, much better than out in, uh, the East East coast under a tree somewhere in your truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Talk to you later. See ya. I want to take a moment again to thank Sean for joining me for this week's episode. Sean and I first connected on the page right after his breakup, I think, because he was really in super red pill mode and was just hating on women. And I think he's come back around to the 3% mindset of abundance and realizing that although there are shitty women out there, There's also plenty of great women out there, too. If you're in a negative red pill kind of way right now, I want you to take a step back and attempt to change your paradigm. Think abundance, my brothers. There's another bus every 15 minutes, and on those buses, there's thousands of really great women just looking for a 3% man like you. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros now go out and get it